Chapter 33 The visions are white, blue, white, pale red. In the end, they mingle and are all pale, the color of the flame of a white candle. You will see sparks, you will feel goose flesh all over your body. This announces the beginning of the attraction exerted on the one who fulfills the mission. Papus, Martin de Pascalli, Paris, Chamuel, 1895, page 92. The promised evening arrived. Allier picked us up just as he had in Salvador. The tenda where the session, or hira, was to take place was in a fairly central district, if you can speak of a center in a city whose tongues of land stretch through hills and lick the sea. Seen from above, illuminated in the evening, the city looks like a head with patches of alopecia areata. Remember, this is an umbanda tonight, not a condomble. The participants will be possessed not by oryxash, but by the Aegons, spirits of the departed, and by Exu, the African Hermes you saw in Bahia, and his companion Pompehira. Exu is a Yoruba divinity, a demon inclined to mischief and joking, but there was a trickster god in Amaranth mythology too. And who are the departed? Pretos Velos and Koboklos. The Pretos Velos are old African wise men who guided their people at the time of deportation, like Ray Congo and Pai Agostino. They are the memory of a milder phase of slavery, when the blacks, no longer animals, became family friends, uncles, grandfathers. The caboclos, on the other hand, are Indian spirits, virgin forces representing the purity of original nature. In the Umbanda, the African Oryxash stays in the background, completely syncretized with Catholic saints, and these beings alone intervene. They are the ones who produce the trance. At a certain point in the dance, the medium, the cavallo, is penetrated by a higher being and loses all awareness of self. He continues to dance until the divine being has left him, and he emerges feeling better, clean, purified. Lucky mediums, Amparo said. Lucky indeed, Alie said. They attain contact with Mother Earth. These worshippers have been uprooted, flung into the horrible melting pot of the city, and, as Spengler said, at a time of crisis, the mercantile West turns once more to the world of the Earth. We arrived. The tenda looked like an ordinary building from the outside. Here, too, you entered through a little garden, more modest than the one in Bahia, and at the door of the Baracao, a kind of storehouse, was a little statue of Exu, already surrounded by propitiatory offerings. Amparo drew me aside as we went in. I figured it out, she said. That taper at the lecture talked about the Aryan Age, remember? And this one talks about the decline of the West. Blut und Boden, blood and earth, it's pure Nazism. It's not that simple, darling. This is a different continent. Thanks for the news. The great white fraternity. You eat your god for dinner. It's the Catholics who do that. It's not the same thing. It is, too. Weren't you listening? Pythagoras, Dante, the Virgin Mary, and the Masons? Always out to screw us. Make umbanda, not love. You're the one who's syncretized. Come on, let's have a look. This, too, is culture. There's only one culture. Strangle the last priest with the entrails of the last Rosicrucian. Allier signaled us to go in. If the outside was seedy, the inside was a blaze of violent colors. It was a quadrangular hall, with one area set aside for the dancing of the cavallos. The altar was at the far end, protected by a railing against which stood the platform for the drums, the atabax. The ritual space was still empty, but on our side of the railing a heterogeneous crowd was already stirring. Believers and the merely curious, blacks and whites, all mixed, some barefoot, others wearing tennis shoes. 
I was immediately struck by the figures around the altar, Pretos Velos, Caboclos in multicolored feathers, saints who would have seemed to be marzipan were it not for their Pantagruelian dimensions. St. George in a shining breastplate and scarlet cloak, Saints Cosmos and Damien, a virgin pierced by swords, and a shamelessly hyper-realist Christ, his arms outstretched like the Redeemer of Corcovado, but in color. There were no orixash, but you could sense their presence in the faces of the crowd, and in the Swedish odor of cane and cooked foods, in the stench of sweat caused by the heat and by the excitement of the imminent hera. The Pide Santo went forward and took a seat near the altar, where he received the faithful, scenting them with dense exhalations of his cigar, blessing them, and offering them a cup of liquor as if in a rapid Eucharistic rite. I knelt and drank with my companions, noticing as I watched at Cambon pour the liquid from the bottle that it was Dubonnet. No matter, I savored it as if it were an elixir from the fountain of youth. On the platform the atabaks were already beating, to brisk blows, as the initiates chanted a propitiatory song to Exu and to Pompahira. Seu tranca ruas e mohuba, e mohuba, e mohuba, sete encruciladas e mohuba, e mohuba, e mohuba, seu maraboi e mohuba, se tiriri e mohuba, Exu veludo e mohuba, a Pompahira e mohuba. The Pide Santo began to swing his thurible, releasing a heavy odor of Indian incense, and to chant special orations to Oxala and Nossa Senora. The Atabaks beat faster, and the Cavallos invaded the space before the altar, beginning to fall under the spell of the Pontos. Most were women, and Amparo made sarcastic asides about the sensitivity of her sex. Among the women were some Europeans. Allier pointed out a blonde, a German psychologist who had been participating in the rites for years. She had tried everything, but if you are not chosen, it's hopeless. For her the trance never came, was beyond achieving. Her eyes seemed lost in the void as she danced, and the Atabaks gave neither her nerves nor ours any relief. Pungent fumes filled the hall and dazed both worshippers and observers, somehow hitting everybody, me included, in the stomach. But the same thing had happened to me at the Escolas de Samba in Rio. I knew the psychological power of music and noise, the way they produce Saturday night fevers in discos. The German woman's eyes were wide, and every movement of her hysterical limbs begged for oblivion. The other daughters of the saint went into ecstasy, flung their heads back, wriggled fluidly, navigating a sea of forgetfulness. The German tense, distraught and almost in tears, like someone desperately struggling to reach orgasm, wriggling and straining but finding no release. However much she tried to lose control, she constantly regained it. Poor Teuton, sick from too many well-tempered clavichords. The elect, meanwhile, were making their leap into the vacuum, their gaze dulled, their limbs stiffened, their movements became more and more automatic but not haphazard, because they revealed the nature of the beings taking possession of them. Some of the elect seemed soft, their hands moving sideways, palms down in a swimming motion. Others were bent over and moved slowly, and the Cambones used white linen cloths to shield them from the crowd's view, for these had been touched by an excellent spirit. Some of the cavallos shook violently, and those possessed by Pretos Velos emitted hollow sounds, hom, 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 as they moved with their bodies tilted forward like old men leaning on canes, jaws jutting out in haggard, toothless faces. But those possessed by the caboclos let out shrill warrior cries. Yahoo! And the Cambones rushed to assist the ones unable to bear the violence of the gift. 
The drums beat, the pontos rose in the air thick with fumes. I was holding Amparo's arm, when all of a sudden her hands were sweating, her body trembled, her lips parted. I don't feel well, she said. I want to go. Allier noticed what had happened and helped me take her outside. The night air brought her around. I'm all right, she said. It must have been something I ate. And the smells, the heat. No, said the Pai de Santo, who had followed us. You have the qualities of a medium. You reacted well to the pontos. I was watching you. Stop, Amparo cried, adding a few words in a language I didn't know. I saw the Pai de Santo turn pale, or gray, as they used to say in adventure stories, where men with black skin turned gray with fear. That's enough. I got a little sick. I ate something I shouldn't have. Please, go back inside. Just let me get some air. I'd rather be by myself. I'm not an invalid. We did as she asked, but when I went back inside, after the break in the open air, the smells, the drums, the sweat that now covered every body, acted like a shot of alcohol gulped down after a long abstinence. I ran a hand over my brow, and an old man offered me an agogo, a small gilded instrument like a triangle with bells, which you strike with a little bar. Go up on the platform, he said. Play, it'll do you good. There was homeopathic wisdom in that advice. I struck the agogo, trying to fall in with the beat of the drums, and gradually I became part of the event, and, becoming part of it, I controlled it. I found relief by moving my legs and feet. I freed myself from what surrounded me. I challenged it. I embraced it. Later, Allier was to talk to me about the difference between the man who knows and the man who undergoes. As the mediums fell into trances, the Cambones led them to the sides of the room, sat them down, offered them cigars and pipes. Those of the faithful who had been denied possession ran and knelt at their feet, whispered in their ears, listened to their advice, received their beneficent influence, poured out confessions, and drew comfort from them. Some hovered at the edges of trance, and the Cambones gently encouraged them, leading them, now more relaxed, back among the crowd. In the dancing area many aspirants to ecstasy were still moving. The German woman twitched unnaturally, waiting to be visited, in vain. Others had been taken over by Exu and were making wicked faces, sly, astute, as they moved in jerks. It was then that I saw Amparo. Now I know that Chesed is not only the sephira of grace and love. As Dio Talevi said, it is also the moment of expansion of the divine substance which spreads out to the edge of infinity. It is the care of the living for the dead, but someone also must have observed that it is the care of the dead for the living. Striking the agogo, I no longer followed what was happening in the hall, focused as I was on my own control, letting myself be led by the music. Amparo must have come in at least ten minutes before, and surely she had felt the same effect I had experienced earlier. But no one had given her an agogo, and by now she probably wouldn't have wanted one. Called by deep voices, she had stripped herself of all defenses, of all will. I saw her fling herself into the midst of the dancing, stop, her abnormally tense face looking upward, her neck rigid. Then, oblivious, she launched into a lewd saraband, her hands miming the offer of her own body. A Pombahira! A Pombahira! some shouted, delighted by the miracle, since until then the she-devil had not made her presence known. O seumanto e develudo! Rebordado todo em uro, o seu garfo e de prata, muito grande e seu tesouri. Pomba hira das almas, vem toma chocho. I didn't dare intervene. 
I may have accelerated the strokes of my little bar, trying to join carnally with my woman, or with the indigenous spirit she now incarnated. The Cambones went to her, had her put on the ritual vestment, and held her up as she came out of her brief but intense trance. They led her to a chair. She was soaked with sweat and breathed with difficulty. She refused to welcome those who rushed over to beg for oracles. Instead, she started crying. The hero was coming to an end. I left the platform and ran to Amparo. Allier was already there, delicately massaging her temples. How embarrassing, Amparo said. I don't believe in it. I didn't want to. How could I have done this? It happens, Allier said softly. It happens. But then there's no hope, Amparo cried. I'm still a slave. Go away, she said to me angrily. I'm a poor dirty black girl. Give me a master. I deserve it. It happens to Blondikians, too, Allier consoled her. It's human nature. Amparo asked the way to the toilet. The rite was ending. The German woman was still dancing, alone in the middle of the hall, ostentatious but now listless. She had followed Amparo's experience with envious eyes. Amparo came back about ten minutes later as we were taking our leave of the Pai de Santo, who congratulated us on the splendid success of our first contact with the world of the dead. Allier drove in silence through the night. When he stopped outside our house, Amparo said she wanted to go upstairs alone. Why don't you take a little walk, she said to me. Come back when I'm asleep. I'll take a pill. Excuse me, both of you. I really must have eaten something I shouldn't have. All those women tonight must have. I hate my country. Good night. Allier understood my uneasiness and suggested we go to an all-night bar in Copacabana. At the bar I didn't speak. Allier waited until I had started sipping my batida before he broke the silence. Allier waited until I had started sipping my batida before he broke the silence. Race, or culture if you prefer, is part of our unconscious mind, and in another part of that unconscious dwell archetypes, figures identical for all men and in all centuries. This evening the atmosphere, the surroundings, lulled our vigilance. It happened to all of us. You felt it yourself. Amparo discovered that the Oryxash, whom she has destroyed in her heart, still live in her womb. You must not think I consider this a positive thing. You have heard me speak respectfully of the supernatural energies that vibrate around us in this country. But I have no special fondness for the practices of possession. An initiate is not the same as a mystic. Being an initiate, having an intuitive comprehension of what reason cannot explain, is a very deep process. It is a slow transformation of the spirit and of the body, and it can lead to the exercise of superior abilities, even to immortality, but it is secret, intimate. It does not show itself externally. It is modest, lucid, detached. That is why the masters of the world, initiates, do not indulge in mysticism. For them a mystic is a slave, a sight of the manifestation of the numinous, through which sight the signs of a secret can be observed. The initiate encourages the mystic and uses him, as you might use a telephone, to establish long-distance contact, or as a chemist might use litmus paper, to detect the action of a particular substance. The mystic is useful because he is conspicuous. He broadcasts himself. Initiates, on the contrary, are recognizable only to one another. It is they who control the forces that mystics undergo. 
In this sense there is no difference between the possession experienced by the Cavalos and the ecstasies of St. Teresa of Avila or St. John of the Cross. Mysticism is a degenerate form of contact with the divine, whereas initiation is the fruit of long ascesis of mind and heart. Mysticism is a democratic if not demagogic phenomenon. Initiation is aristocratic. It is mental as opposed to carnal? In a sense, your Amparo was guarding her mind tenaciously, but she was not on guard against her body. The lay person is weaker than we are. It was late. Allier informed me that he was leaving Brazil. He gave me his Milan address. I went home and found Amparo asleep. I lay down beside her in silence, in the dark, and spent a sleepless night. It was as if there was an unknown being next to me. In the morning Amparo told me that she was going to Petropolis to visit a girlfriend. We said goodbye awkwardly. She left with a canvas bag, a volume of political economy under her arm. For two months she sent me no word, and I made no attempt to seek her out. Then she wrote me a brief, evasive letter, telling me she needed time to think. I didn't answer. I felt no passion, no jealousy, no nostalgia. I was hollow, clear-headed, clean, and as emotionless as an aluminum pot. I stayed in Brazil for another year with the constant feeling that I was on the brink of departure. I didn't see Allier again. I didn't see any of Amparo's friends. I spent long, long hours on the beach, sunbathing. I flew kites, which down there are very beautiful.